busy over the course of the NFL offseason, but none of it means a thing if these six clubs don't have a good NFL training camp. We got that and more coming up for you on today's episode of Locked on NFL. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is going on, NFL fans? It is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Thank you very much for making Locked On NFL part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your first listen of the day here on this Tuesday. You've got myself, Ross Jackson, daily host of the Locked On Saints Podcast at Ross Jackson NOLA with my good friend and NFC South host mate, as I like to call it, uh, David Harrison at dharrison82, daily host over at Locked On Bucks and Locked On Commanders. Uh, David, I'm excited about today's episode because we're going to break down some training camp. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's almost here. This is the, the 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 calm before the storm, and then we've got like six to eight months of just NFL madness once training camp starts. Oh, we're so close, and I'm so excited that we are nearly there. So as we get started with today's episode of Locked On NFL, you'll notice, of course, David is standing in for Luke Braun, which means I'm going to say some nice things about the Detroit Lions today, and Luke can't do anything about it, so sue me. Uh, so <laughs> we've got six teams, three AFC, three NFC. David's going to handle all the AFC teams. I'm going to talk about the NFC teams that need to have a good training camp. Some of these have had good offseason. Some of these teams have had merely busy offseason seasons, but training camp is going to be sort of the, I don't know, barometer tell-all story behind all of it. So let's start off with the AFC. David, who is your first AFC team that needs to have a good training camp heading into 2022? Yeah, I think it's the Cleveland Browns, and I think it kind of goes without saying that they've got a lot to work on. They've got a lot to put together. Uh, Not only they were replacing their quote-unquote franchise quarterback now with Baker Mayfield, on his way to Carolina and to, to lead whatever is going to happen down there also in the in the <laughs> NFC South. But they're bringing in Deshaun Watson. And right now, I mean, they, I, they may have some some sort of inside information that the public doesn't have. But as far as I'm concerned, they don't know how much of Deshaun Watson they're actually going to see right. uh, in the 2022 NFL season. I know some people expect a full year's uh, suspension. Some expect like half with an appeal, knocking it down to like six games, uh, whatever it's going to be. You know, we we kind of hope, I think, that that decision gets handed down before training camp mm-hmm. to give the Cleveland Browns from a competitive standpoint as much information as they can have with, as they get the festivities started. But I think regardless, not only are you having to install a new quarterback into your offense, but I think you have to install, create that offensive scheme around the idea that he's not going to be able to run it for a period of time. And you've got other new players. You've got Amari Cooper, who's, who's right. going to join this offense. That's a big deal. Now, you have some reliable running backs, but... As you get Jacoby Brissett ready for, I don't know, four, six, eight weeks or maybe even more. I think what you're if you're the Cleveland Browns, the smartest thing you do is install an offense that Jacoby can run and that Deshaun Watson can build upon. That way, when Deshaun does come back, if it is this season, Amari Cooper is not out there six, eight weeks into the season having to suddenly run a new playbook or learn new calls yep. and do all these things. So you kind of have to build a modular offense here in Cleveland with two brand new really quarterbacks. Uh, the, for, for, the, for the season, and I think that kind of makes it a little bit more complicated, but the Cleveland Browns fan base isn't going to want to hear, oh, well, guys, you know, we had to get rid of Baker, and then the suspension came down, so just bear with us. They've, they've tasted playoff victory. They've tasted expectations. The, the fan base, the dog pound, is not going to settle for anything less than what they've already had. 
Yep, and they tasted that uh, most recent playoff appearance with Baker Mayfield, who the team botched their relationship with. So you don't really have the opportunity to have an excuse here. My mantra for the Cleveland Browns amongst, well, there are a couple of mantras that I have for the Cleveland Browns, but the mantra that applies to this situation is that whatever time you don't have uh, Deshaun Watson, it's it's feed Nick Chubb. It's run through my hot take of the day, uh, the best running back in the NFL in 2022. I have absolutely no doubt that he will be the best running back in the NFL next season, as long as he can stay healthy, which goes for every running back, right? Every running back right. needs to be able to stay healthy. But yeah, no, I think you run that offense right through Nick Chubb, even though you've got Amari Cooper, even though you have those pieces, and especially with that defense that you've put together, keeping Denzel Ward around, all that stuff, and everything too, like you have the ability to be able to run the ball and get the ball back in the hands of your offense. It's going to be a very interesting training camp for the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to start off with our NFL list here and go with a team that maybe has the, what did we say, second biggest question mark at quarterback in the NFL, maybe? Would that be fair to say? Yeah. The San Francisco 49ers? Is it going to be Trey Lance? Could be the biggest, though. But yeah, I mean, it's it's up there. It's it's one or two, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think whatever happens with this team when it comes to quarterback, does Trey Lance have arm fatigue? Is there all this other stuff? Like, this is a kid that went from, like, playing no college football to doing, like, spring ball to two pro days, draft prep, throwing all throughout the season, throwing all throughout the offseason. Like, yeah, I'm sure he's got arm fatigue. That would make a lot of sense to me if he did. And, uh, you know, locked on 49ers, Brian Peacock, Eric Crocker, they talked about that here recently. But, you know, what's going to happen with the whole Jimmy Garoppolo situation leading up to training camp as well? He elected to have the surgery. So what's the market going to be like? When will there be a market? All of that. And then just what does this team look like? What's going to happen with Debo Samuel? right? Like Mm -hmm. there's so many different pieces to all of it. And are they going to be able to build this offense around Trey Lance to make them a winning team, get them back to the playoffs with a roster that's very different, uh, with a roster that will very likely lean in on its run game and lean in on its defense, just like we've seen in the years past. But are those going to be the same thing? And are they going to have training camp? I should probably know this, but I don't actually know. Are they going to have training camp at the Greenbrier again? Because if so, leave. Don't go to the Greenbrier. It ruins everything. That's what happened to them a couple of years ago. It's happened to the New Orleans Saints several times. They go to the Greenbrier, everyone gets hurt. Don't do it. So that's my other training camp question for them is like, where where even are you for training camp? Because it makes a difference. It makes a big difference. And so there's a lot of question marks around that San Francisco 49ers team with the the, the largest looming question mark being at the most important position on the field at quarterback. Absolutely. And I mean, going back to the NFL draft, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, the, one of the hosts of locked on NFL draft, but I don't, and I don't know how those guys felt uh, when Trey Lance was coming out, but I wasn't as high on Trey Lance as an NFL quarterback prospect as mm-hmm. a lot of people were obviously as, as high as the 49ers were. I'm not going to sit here and lie to everybody and say that I was higher on Justin Herbert because I was just as low on Justin Herbert as well as I think a lot of people were. So, you know, I'll take my medicine with that one. And maybe I'm wrong about Trey. Uh, maybe we're going to get a chance to find out. But, yeah, I think, you know, obviously it all kind of starts there. And when you talk about that that defense, I mean, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a window here where you're building a defense or you maybe even right. have a defense that is championship caliber. Uh, and and I've kind of gone on record compete or contending that if the Niners defense was healthier in that Super Bowl uh, against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, maybe it's the Niners that win that Super Bowl uh, instead of Kansas City. So, I mean, you've got an opportunity here. And I know that Kyle Shanahan, he's an offensive guy or whatever, but, I mean, you got to lean on that defense. We got to do enough on offense to make them shine. And uh, I, I just get worried a little bit that they're going to end up running through this defense and losing a lot of these key players because they don't capitalize using a quarterback like Trey Lance. 
Yeah, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that that won't be the last time we hear Justin Herbert's name come up in this episode. But I will say this. I was a little bit of a fan of uh, Justin Herbert coming out of the draft because of quarterback face. I completely subscribe to Colin Cowherd's thinking about quarterback face. And it's never proven me. It's never done me wrong before. Yeah. So we'll see exactly what happens with the San Francisco 49ers. But they have the pieces. The big thing is, like, can you solve the question at quarterback? Coming up next, we have some other uh, AFC and NFC teams left that we'll discuss, one of which should be an absolute favorite in the AFC, while another has, again, quarterback question marks to answer over in the NFC, a weak division this year, or a weak conference this year. So the window should be open as long as these training camps go well. Absolutely. We'll talk about those. Thanks to our friends at betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball season and the upcoming NFL season. Right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Buffalo Bills, 22 to 1 odds to be your Super Bowl matchup. That is my Super Bowl matchup that I predicted last year. I'm sticking with it this year. We'll see if it comes true. Either way, Bet Online is going to be your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your podcasts and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, everybody, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. We appreciate you so much for taking the time to be here with us today and for making us your first listen of the day every day here on the show. David Harrison, daily host of Locked On Bucks, Locked On Commanders, myself, Ross Jackson, daily host of Locked On Saints here, talking about training camp and how important it's going to be for six specific clubs who had good to busy offseason. I'm not going to say anybody had a bad offseason, right? But some of them were good. Other ones were you know, just busy and they had a lot of things going on, a lot of different moving parts. One team that I think, two teams actually, that I think had good off seasons were the Los Angeles Chargers and the Philadelphia Eagles. And those are our next two up on the list. AFC, David, kick it off for us. The Los Angeles Chargers. What are you thinking about them coming into training camp? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned we were just talking about Justin Herbert. We're going to talk about him again. And uh, it seems like that question has been answered. Is Justin Herbert one of the next great big things in the NFL? Apparently, he is on almost every ranking and every (laughs) list of quarterbacks you have. He is up there uh, with the lights of Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, above Tom Brady uh, on some of these things. And it's it's funny because it kind of reminds me of Dak Prescott. When Dak was coming out Mm -hmm. uh, of college into the NFL, I was a little bit higher on on Dak than a lot of people. And then suddenly, almost overnight, people got really high on Dak. And I'm I'm now the guy trailing, saying, whoa, whoa, we got to pull back on the reins a little bit. Justin Herbert, again, wasn't very high on him coming out of the, or coming into the NFL draft. But as he got going in the NFL, I was a little quicker than, than a lot of people to say, oh, man, this kid's really kind of got it. And now I'm kind of like, hold up. Like, why are we crowning this kid the next big thing? He hasn't had a playoff win because he hasn't played in a playoff game. And, and suddenly we're talking about this team. Uh, as Super Bowl contenders. Now, never say never. I think the Cincinnati Bengals have a little bit to do with sure. the Chargers hype. Uh, I know our guys at Locked On Chargers certainly enjoying hype season because that's always great <laughs> in the offseason. Um, but look, they did some smart things, Los Angeles. They add Zion Johnson uh, to the offensive line to make sure that they have uh, some more protection for Justin, open up some more holes for Austin Eckler, one of my favorite running backs uh, in the game. But then they also go and add Isaiah Spiller in the fourth round, who mm-hmm. probably could have, you know, a lot of people had a, a day two grade on there. So you have a possibility of getting a steal there. And you just look at the team. 
the defense. You have Joey Bosa, the other Bosa, both Bosa brothers getting some love here. You add Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson. There's just a lot to love about this Los Angeles Chargers roster. I just wonder if they're going to be more fun on Madden than they will be on the football (laughs) field. And that's what training camp is going to decide is how well they blend together. And I think for a team that has some younger leaders on it, Ross, I saw this with the commanders last year. Hype is great. Hype is beautiful. But if the players start reading their own press clippings a little bit, start believing that hype just a little bit from Uh. the outside in, it can kind of decay things a little bit. So this team really needs to refocus inward, rely on, I don't know, the Charger way, Charger football, whatever they call themselves Mm -hmm. within the organization because they're only going to live up to the external hype by relying on each other internally. So they need to keep that focus inside. And I think if I'm leading the Chargers day one of training camp, I'm hammering home the us against the world mentality as much as I can. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They have had a very active offseason. Next offseason might be even bigger because you think Justin Herbert's good with Brandon Staley. Wait till you see him with Sean Payton. That's my prediction for 2023. <laughs> but no, I, I agree. I think that like they they have a lot to put together. Even just getting the wide receiver core together and healthy for an extended amount of time is going to be huge uh, for that team. Uh, my next up on the offensive side is the Philadelphia Eagles. Are they going to be able to rest on the laurels of their run game? Again, 159.7 rushing yards per game last year, number one in the NFL. Uh, Or is the quarterback question, just like we talked about with the the San Francisco 49ers, is that going to be something that's going to kind of put the dark cloud over their season? So we talk about a Super Bowl favorite like the Los Angeles Chargers. The Philadelphia Eagles are in a situation to where they've done a lot of really good things this offseason. They're trying to go from being a playoff appearance maybe to being Mm -hmm. You know, an NFC contender in and of themselves. They they trade for AJ Brown during the draft. They signed Zach Pascal, who's like one of my most underrated uh, uh, wide receivers in the NFL. He's got some of those kind of slotty Miller uh, capacities, maybe you might uh, you might say. And then over on the defensive side, where they struggle the most, most thirty first in the NFL with a four point seven sack rate last year. They bring in. Uh, Hassan Reddick. They improve over on their coverage uh, in terms of signing James Bradbury to give that uh, front, uh, you know, down lineman a little bit more time. They go and draft Jordan Davis, who is just an absolute athletic, just marvel out there during the uh, during the combine. And then they land Nakobe Dean in like the seventeenth round or whatever, which is just insane. And so now you look at a team that's ready to be able to cover sideline to sideline, buy more time for their pass rush to be able to get home, but also improve the pass rush so that they might be able to have that symbiotic relationship that every team looks for. The Bucks certainly had it the year that they won the Super Bowl. That's something that you look to build on every defense across the NFL. So the biggest question mark again comes down to Jalen Hurts and the quarterback position. I love though, I love that the Philadelphia Eagles did not cast any shadow of a doubt in terms of their offseason moves, that they're moving forward and that they're ready to give Jalen Hurts the keys for 2022. If you really want to get a look at what this kid can do and how he can lead you, you have to be willing to give him the keys and you can't create any type of shadow of a doubt. I thought they did a good job building around that. Now we have to do is see how it starts to come together during training camp. You can win the offseason, but if it doesn't all gel and you don't get the player execution factor together, then none of it means anything at all. So they've got to be able to come together and get it going during training camp ahead of the season. Absolutely. Winning the offseason, but not putting it together in training camp. Straight, taken straight out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers history. Book. <laughs> um, this reminds me a lot of 2019 Jameis Winston, mm. right? The, the yeah, Tampa Bay yeah, Buccaneers. yeah. You bring in Bruce Arians. You've already got some really solid weapons around you. I mean, 
a lot of the players outside of the obviously, I mean, the, the young guys who couldn't have been in the NFL at the time obviously weren't there. But really, by and large, the veteran presence on this team is the same with Tom Brady as it was with Jameis Winston. So you kind of bring in all of these aspects and it's it's a franchise in a situation where they say, look, you're either going to show that you can drive the car or we're going to go find a new uh, new driver because we've mm-hmm. got a very nice vehicle put together for you. And I think Jalen Hurts uh, is in that exact situation. He's not getting five years to, to prove himself, but you're also not a number one overall pick. So you have a little bit of a shorter, uh, shorter leash because of that. So Jalen Hurts has got to put it all together. I think that is the kind of the biggest question. But then at the same time, like you said, applaud the Eagles for going out there and supporting their quarterback, not just with offense, but with defense and some of those mm-hmm. athletic freaks. I mean, possibly the most athletic roster in the National Football League last year somehow just got more athletic during the offseason, <laughs> and they really didn't mortgage their entire future. Like if the Philadelphia Eagles find out that Jalen Hurts is not the answer, they've still got some nice capital moving forward into the future to install a new quarterback if they need to and put even more pieces around whoever that guy is going to be. So the mm-hmm. Eagles quietly really put themselves in a very good position. Similar to the Chargers, though, I don't know that I put them in the like number seven overall roster in the National Football League right now. Just because <laughs> I like a lot of what they've done, and I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts. I actually wanted the Buccaneers to draft him the year that he came out uh, as kind of a, to, to groom behind the scenes, you know. But what we've seen, the shortcomings that you mentioned, right, defensively, offensively with Jalen specifically, like we've seen nothing to to say that those things are actually going to be improved. We have ideas, right? But it kind of reminds me of the draft evaluation process. Like after the combine, after the pro days, for some reason we saw three weeks of players just like skyrocketing and plummeting. And it's like they've done nothing. They've added no, no criteria to their resume for them to rise or fall like they are. The Philadelphia Eagles, same thing. We've seen some reasons to think that they might improve, but we haven't actually seen any of that improvement. Even coming out of the early offseason programs, we haven't had any kind of hype busters or hype grabbers to say like, you know, here's Jalen Hurts throwing a 60-yard bomb to to, uh, to A.J. Brown, not Antonio Brown, although Antonio <laughs> would probably uh, be happy to join the Eagles Good at this point in time. Um, but yeah, I just, that's that's my only concern is that right now, again, it's all hype, but that's what, I mean, this this whole episode is kind of around these teams that have a lot of hype, but now they got to put it together, which is what makes training camp so important. Got to prove it. Got to prove it. What I, you know, projecting a little bit further than training camp, um, Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles hit the Eagles did a really good job. Like they, they added that draft capital for next season with the first round selection, the additional first round, first round selection from the New Orleans Saints. And then they are in that market now to where they can either move up, move around. However, with a really good quarterback class on the way. So again, like they, they've built the vehicle around, but they also have the ability to grab the driver they want next season if they want to do that as well. Uh, coming up next, we'll wrap up the AFC and we'll bite some kneecaps. Why a Detroit Lions <laughs> offseason is important and a training camp is important, even if it doesn't mean anything for 2022, certainly means something for their very, very near future. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on NFL. Yeah, what's also important is keeping your mode of transportation up and running. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain store or dealership to stock all the parts you're ever going to need. So our friends at rockauto.com are here to help you with that very problem. If you have a computer or access to a computer, which most of us have in our very pockets, you have access to rockauto.com, whether it's at home, in your office, or like I said, in your pocket. Why spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts at that chain store or at your car dealership and what you can get those parts for at Rock Auto, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with a reliably low prices for every customer, whether you're a professional mechanic, an amateurist, or just a do-it-yourselfer kind of person who likes to change your own oil. They've got everything you're going to need, brake lamps, 
tail lamps, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts need. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know that we sent you amazing selection and reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody, we are wrapping up this episode of Locked On NFL. Two more teams that need a big training camp to set themselves up for a big 2022 NFL season. We're going to get to some kneecaps here in a second, but let's wrap up on the AFC side first. Who's your third and final for this episode, at least? Right? There's other teams. There's other teams. We're just, we just, we just, you know, we like organization. So we went with three each. Who are you wrapping up with over on the AFC side? Uh, we're looking at the Indianapolis Colts. And oh, and- yeah. Yeah, this is a team, look, on the outside of the playoff picture, looking in. Why? Well, if you believe pretty much everybody around the Indianapolis Colts organization, especially their GM and their team owner, it's all because of Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz is no longer there. Now he is in Washington leading the Washington Commanders that I get to see up close and personal, uh, who also needs a very big training camp as well. Um, But look, Matt Ryan, I mean, look, if if Matty Ice is going to get some ice on on one of his ring fingers, it's going to be... Here. And the good thing is he doesn't have to face the New England Patriots and Tom Brady, but he might run up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. So not out of that nightmare woods yet. Uh, but look, Matt Ryan, a very capable quarterback, I, you know, less uh, less mobile, obviously, than a Carson Wentz, but I think more reliable as a leader, especially in crunch time late games. I know some Atlanta Falcons fans are going to scoff at that statement. But again, we're talking about the upgrade from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan. I think he fits a lot better. Jonathan Taylor you know, MVP candidate running back. But look, ask the Carolina Panthers what happens when you lean on an MVP caliber running back too much. You Mm. you, you run the wheels off of them, uh, unfortunately. So they go out and they do something very well. They add to the offensive line in the draft. They add Alec Pierce, one of my favorite wide receiver prospects uh, coming out of Cincinnati. And now he's going to join forces with Michael Pittman Jr., a nice young wide receiver, right? Not ready. I don't think they have any number ones. I think they basically have two or three number twos. Paris Campbell, uh, you know, uh, uh, health is going to be a big part of what happens mm-hmm. with uh, that former Buckeye. I just have to drop the Buckeye love hey, hey, in there somewhere. Out. Yeah. And then, of course, one of the boy, you guys have all the but anyway, <laughs> we're not going to get in that conversation. here. Um, and then, of course, that defense. I mean, again, we're talking about another team that has a championship capable. I wouldn't put them up there with, say, the 49ers defense per se, but a very good defense with, uh, in my opinion, the best off ball linebacker in the game, Darius Leonard. So you got to oh. make good on that. I think they're in a position and they're in a division where they can make some noise, position themselves in the tournament very well. They stay healthy and have a chance of, at, at pulling this thing off in the AFC, despite what the AFC West is doing. Yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, Darius Leonard, I just want to shout out Darian Gray, locked on HBCU, did a great episode kind of spotlighting Darius Leonard, who was voted the number one off-ball linebacker in the NFL. People, people sometimes don't realize he was an HBCU talent, oh. HBCU prospect coming out of South Carolina State. So shout out to uh, locked on HBCU. Yeah, I, look, I, I am I'm torn around Matt Ryan heading to Indianapolis. I think it's fantastic for his career. I think it it stinks to see Matt Ryan not be able to get it done with the Atlanta Falcons. He was mm-hmm. he is clearly the best player in their franchise history. Um, you know, you could put Michael Vick in there, you could throw Deion Sanders in that conversation, but you know he was actually the better player for a different team, you know, at an earlier time and everything like that. And so I, I just you know, you look at Matt Ryan as being the 
player, the Atlanta Falcon, right? And unfortunately not being able to get it done there. But I hope that he finds success over in uh in, in Indianapolis, uh, one way, one way or another with the time that he that he's got left. Um pieces are all there. We'll see how it all holds up. They consistently have one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. Is that gonna be is that going to happen again in 2022? We'll see. I mean, but at least they have a you know a really really smart player there uh, under center. Not that they didn't happen. Not that they didn't have it in Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz was pretty limited. I wish that Paris Campbell. Like I would be watching Paris Campbell to see if he develops a, a deeper route tree. That would be yeah. the big thing I would be watching for him because he has so much talent and that speed is off the charts, even with the injuries, everything right. like that. But can he develop a route tree that can be that can that can complement guys like Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce as opposed to just being a nine route guy or a vertical mm-hmm. route guy or a drag guy? Like, can he be that person? I think that that's going to be the big thing, and especially now with Matt Ryan, who is really good at attacking all areas of the field, right out of the yeah. backfield, short intermediate area, as well as being willing to go deep. Like, like a, a talent like Paris Campbell with the ball in his hand in space probably gives you yeah. more value than a Paris Campbell without the ball in his hand or in space, but without the ball in his hand, right? In terms right, of his right. route tree. Um, I mean, compared to like a point guard, right? Or uh, a, a yeah. wing player in the NBA, you got to be able to move without the ball in your hands. Yep. And, you know, you're right. I mean, Matt Ryan's one of those savvy veteran quarterbacks that will throw the ball to the spot that you should run to. Mm-hmm. You just got to set your defender up to go the other way while you get open into the, into the space that you need to get into. Yep. And then make magic happen afterwards. So yeah, absolutely a great opportunity for Paris as well. Beautiful thing. We have our Locked On Colts show back, by the way. Uh, Zach Hicks and uh, Jake Arthur, fantastic folks, covering the Colts over there every Monday through Friday at Locked On Colts. Um, all right, I'm going to wrap up with the Detroit Lions because I can. Mm-hmm. And Luke's not. And I'm going to do so. my best, Luke Braun, trashing the Lions. But here we go. <laughs> Listen, um, that team rebuilt its culture last season. And it did it, they did it effectively, right? Dan Campbell coming in as the head coach, Aaron Glenn taking over as a defensive coordinator, Anthony Lynn as their offensive coordinator. The the work that they did over there, Pep Hamilton, all these other guys that they got involved over in Detroit, like the work that they did in Detroit is one that I feel is is the type of work that I feel like really starts a new organ, like starts an organization from uh, from scratch. Right. And, and did it in a way from a positive manner, not from we got to fix this sinking ship because the, the, the ship already sunk. Right. Yep. The ship was already down. But like I listened to Matt Derry and I listened to these, you know, these Detroit Lions folks talk about just the different energy that's in Detroit right now for this team. And it's all spearheaded by their attention to culture. You're not going to win a championship with Jared Goff. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. No one, it's like no one was going to win a championship with Jared Goff. He had an opportunity. It didn't happen. Um, but even though the success of this year's training camp may not necessarily translate to a winning record or a division win in the near, in the near future or or in 2022, you have to look at the near future for this team. Last year, they weren't favored in a single game, but they were 11 and six against the spread. This year, they're finally favored in a game, finally favored in one of their, in one of their matchups. And then the other piece of it to, to all of it is that how much time, how many years do you have left to where you're just kind of outweighing Aaron Rodgers? How many years do you have left that you're just kind of outweighing the Minnesota Vikings, right? So as you start to build this culture, you're really going through a process uh, that's two to three years down the line that matches up with when these other teams within your division start to undergo the process that you've been undergoing for the past few seasons or a part of the process, some degree of that process, right? Like is Jordan Love going to immediately be the solution in Green Bay? Probably not. Mm-hmm. 
right? Do Minnesota, do they even have an option behind Kirk Cousins? Mm. Luke Braun would say no, right? So when we, when we look at all of that, the reason why this year's training camp becomes so important is because it's on hard knocks. No, I'm just joking. It is on hard knocks <laughs> though. Uh, but no, it becomes important because this sets the tone for your ability to carry momentum. You've developed some, right? They had some exciting games last season. They had some real fun matchups last season. And Dan Campbell and all these other guys were super fun all throughout it. This team was fun. What's DeAndre Swift going to look like? All of these other things. They add Jamison Williams. I mean, they are looking to be Aiden Hutchinson, right? They are looking to be a team that has the talent. And so far, they've done the free, uh, the draft part right. Now they're going to get to the point to where a successful training camp sets them up for a moderately successful, relatively 2022, which then starts to pique the interest of some free agents that can go and get paid and potentially be a part of revamping a historied franchise. So this training camp sets you up for what is effectively a two-year process, a three-year process from now as you try to find your next signal caller, as you try to continue to build the faces of your franchise like Aiden Hutchinson and whoever you find at quarterback and all of that. And then in the next couple of years, are we talking about the Detroit Lions then like we're talking about them now? I yeah. tend not to think so, but it all comes down to their ability to start to put it together now in order for them to have the benefit of it later. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what what I like about what the Detroit Lions are doing is they seem to have a direction, right? Yes. I mean, yes. Yeah. Whether that direction sends them to Treasure Island or not, we'll we'll find out in, you know, a handful of years. But at least like, you can look at them and say, okay, there's a plan there, right? And the drafting right. of Jamison Williams, like with his ACL injury coming so late in the college football season, your heart breaks for the kid, of course. But there were only kind of certain teams you look at that it really makes sense to spend a first-round pick because of, of the situation. And the Detroit Lions were one of those teams, mm-hmm. and it really does. It shows that dedication to the future, and it makes sense for their roster the way it stands now. I mean, you go back through this franchise history – 2003 to 2007, this team spent four of their six first-round picks in that span on wide receivers. Right. And the only one that was worth anything was Calvin Johnson. And then two years after that, oh, by the way, they finally draft a quarterback in Matt Stafford. <laughs> yeah. And then they don't draft another wide receiver in the first round until Matt Stafford has won a Super Bowl with the Los Angeles Rams. So, I mean, there's just <laughs> like the decision-making process within uh, you know the Detroit Lions organization. I mean, it's I don't know if it's the city planning decisions are worse than the organizational management with the Detroit Lions. Like one, like they're basically head to head and then the Detroit Red Wings and Tigers are sitting there, you know, just, just kind of also rans in, in Detroit. I mean, I feel bad for Detroit is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Um, they, the fans deserve better. Yeah. But the, the but the Lions, again, they finally seem like they have some direction, you know, outside of the, the, the initial press conference from their head coach, but you like the approach that he, he got, he kind of brought, right. It's, it's like when Jameis Winston did the whole eating a W thing. It's like, okay, I see the message. I like the message. I just don't like the delivery, but it's okay. I like the message. Um, and, and, I, and I do, uh, you know, unfortunately for Luke, you know, he probably disagrees with me, but I do like what the Lions are at least trying to do. And I would agree this season's this, this training camp, not indicative for 2022 necessarily, but I think in 2025, 24, even if this team is challenging for a post Aaron Rodgers NFC North title, this could be the off season that you kind of see those wheels really start uh, gaining traction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the wheels will always be turning here on the Locked On NFL podcast, of course. We appreciate y'all so much for coming through. Those are our six teams, three AFC, three NFC, that we feel need to have big training camps set themselves up for success in the near future. Coming up tomorrow, we've got uh, Tony and James are going to be bringing you everything you need to know around the NFL, less than 30 minutes, just like we do every single Monday through Friday here. David, absolute pleasure having you back on the show here on another episode of Locked On NFL. Appreciate you. Absolutely. 
We'll be seeing y'all soon. Make sure you tune in tomorrow and every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen, after you've listened to today's episode with David and I, make sure you go and check out your favorite local team's uh, locked on podcast, not just in the NFL, but in the MLB, NHL, MLB, and of course, college as well. So just search locked on in your favorite team. And we've got you covered here on the locked on NFL or locked on podcast network. Appreciate you coming through for another episode of locked on NFL. See you again here soon. A locked on podcast network, your team every day.